welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 17 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. I am so happy to be here with you today. Today's episode is really fun. It is something that came out of uh, me realizing I was hearing the same type of story over and over and over from a bunch of people that have worked with me for a long time. And I realized it would be really helpful for you to hear about it um, because I experienced the same thing. And this podcast is all about turning ideas into real things, ideas for anything that you want to change or create in your life. It doesn't have to be writing a book or starting a business or building a house like a real thing. It can be, but it could also just be something you want to change in yourself um, or in the world. And so uh, I realized this pattern and wanted to share it with you. The first thing that I want to talk about is that the first thing to know about turning any idea into a real thing, taking it from out of your mind where it's been incubating, (laughs) where it's been hatching, where it's been um, burgeoning and putting it out into the world where you can see and touch and feel and experience it and where it can make the world a better place or a more rich or a more expressed place. The first step happens on the inside. It happens inside of you. And that's a place where nobody else can see it. The work that you do starts there. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So it starts, I'm going to describe first this pathway. We think that turning an idea into a real thing is real straightforward sometimes. Sometimes we think it's all about taking actions, and it is. We have to take actions to change whatever it is that we want to change or create what we want to create in our lives, and those actions start on the inside. It starts with you reclaiming this animating presence, this life energy that's buzzing inside of you, waking up that buzzing joy and remembering how to tap into it. I say remembering, even if you don't have a moment or a practice in your life where you tap into this buzzing, animating presence in your body, I know that as children, we all have felt that. So I say remembering, even if you don't quite remember what I'm talking about. (laughs) And it starts by honoring the once ever person that you are walking around with the face that you have and the voice that you have the ideas that you have, the lived experiences that you have. And by asking your wanting, your desire to wake up, what do you want in this life? By owning the skin that you're in and the place that you're in right now, by being who and where you are right now. And then by asking, like, not only what do you want, but what do you want your life to be about? What's your mission for this life that you're living right now? What do you want to do with it? With all these moments that you have to be you. Dang, that's like a 
a resource, like a golden resource right there. These moments that you have to give the world what you have to give it that will never happen again. There's a quote. um, This is adapted from a quote by Frederick Buchner, but I love my mom taught me this long time ago, this quote. Um, I love thinking of our mission or our work as where our heart's deep longing meets the world's deep need. Love that, right? Like where does your passion for what you love, what makes you feel like you're in the flow, you're in your zone of genius, weirdly called your zog by many people, (laughs) where you just feel like, yes, this is what I'm meant to do. Where does that meet what the world needs most? I love that. And then by looking around you, okay, so you know what you want. You're feeling this animating buzz of the one presence that you have and can be. And then you're understanding what you want your life's mission to be about maybe. And then you look around, you're like, okay, well, what have I created so far? I'm accepting that I am where I am. I can be present where I'm at. But now I'm going to look around me at the roles that I'm playing how I identify myself, what my identity and my beliefs are, and actually ask myself if they're what I want. Where'd they come from? Are these socialized ideas of who I should be? Are they limiting ideas? Who says? (laughs) Who says I should be like this? Where did this all come from? And as you ask yourself those questions, then you can start to really reinvent what's important to you. What do I actually want? What do I actually believe? What do I say is important to me? And part of that is noticing with compassion and love for yourself how you hide, how you apologize for taking up space, how you people please or blame others, and just coming to terms with that and accepting those parts of yourself. And on a conscious level, you're becoming aware of your thoughts and noticing which ones you want. Which ones of those thoughts are optional? You start noticing and you start asking if they're helpful. If they're true, starting noticing which of those thoughts are on repeat, these neural pathways that are running over and over and over. All right. So here we are starting to become aware of our thoughts, being in our bodies more, accepting who we are and where we are and kind of understanding our beliefs. And that starts to lead you to understanding your feelings more, where those feelings are coming from. How to put a roadblock up and interrupt the feelings that really derail you, spin you out. How to stir up and egg on the feelings that you want. Sounds like I'm picking a cake. Stir it up and egg it on. And most importantly, how to own all the feelings that you have. And oh man, does that feel good. When you start taking responsibility for everything that you feel, not blaming your feelings on anybody else. And not taking on anybody else's feelings. Putting up those boundaries. This is mine and that is yours. And as you do that work, which sounds like a lot, but it can happen pretty quick. And it's pretty fun to do, my friends. It's like waking up. It's like it's like looking around you with fresh eyes. And everything becomes a little bit easier day by day by day as you start to do this stuff. I call it work. Maybe I should call it play. <laughs> As you play with these concepts, as you play with these ideas, as you play with these ways of seeing and being, and then you start coming up with an idea for what you want to put out in the world, 
for some people, that idea is actually finding out what they want. It's like rewinding some of those steps I just talked about, some of those things that you do and uh, going back to say, what is my mission? I don't even know what it is. That's what I want to do. I want to figure out what my life's all about. For other people, it's a change they want to make to themselves to be more patient, more decisive, more loving, more bold. For a lot of people, they want to worry less, be less anxious and vibey, <laughs> be less self-conscious, be more present and calm, confident. For other people, they want to make big shifts in the outside world, in their career, where they live, find a relationship or improve their marriage or their partnership or their parenting. And then for other people, they just actually want to create something tangible in the world. They want to start a business, write a book, start a band. What is it for you? I want to know. So that process that I just described, I've been working with many people through this by now. Through the process of like owning who they are instead of apologizing for it owning their feelings, owning their thoughts and their actions, not blaming other people, starting to play around with waking up into the one person that they can be and starting to think, what do I want to do with this? And what do I want to give the world? And watching them shed the heaviness and feel this lightness and this play in life of just being okay, being more confident, being responsible for what they're saying and doing and feeling and thinking and putting it into the world, but without the shame and without the heaviness. And something cool has been happening lately. So in one of my first episodes, I talked about meeting me in the after. The, op- the episode is called Meet Me in the After. And it's all about believing in the after of your vision for what you want before it's real. Because all of the evidence around you in the world will show you the world that is mirroring back reality, mirroring back you before you make whatever change you want to make, before your idea is real. I have lived this, my friends, multiple times, and I'm watching this in so many of the people that I coach. So you have to interact with that future vision for what you want in a way that is a match for that vision that believes in that vision, even when all of the feedback that you're hearing or seeing or perceiving is telling you that it's not real, that it's not realistic, that it's not possible. You have to believe in it so much in order for it to be real because nobody else can see it yet but you. When you do, something amazing happens. This is the pattern that I wanted to share with you today. And It's basically a pattern of like two or three weeks and then a ripple effect that lasts a lifetime. So I'm going to tell you four examples of this, four stories that I've heard over the past few months. One individual, she was really working on confidence and on being visible to others, like just being seen, being okay, being seen. Whether that's in a one-on-one interaction, by sharing her ideas in a group, all of the ways she was just really working on being comfortable speaking and being seen. And she was doing some work and coaching and she was starting to feel a shift week after week. And she was talking to me about that shift that she felt. She used to go to restaurants by herself 
and walk in and read a book, but not really make eye contact or engage or talk to anybody. And as we worked together a little bit, she started coming back and saying, well, I, I went to the restaurant with my book, but I talked to the host this time and I sat by somebody and I talked to them and I felt fine. So she was starting to experience a little bit of a change. She was starting to act a little bit differently and more significantly was starting to feel differently inside. And then a couple weeks later, she came back to me and she said, other people are starting to notice. She went to an event that she was responsible for and she was running around organizing everybody, putting all of the people in the places they needed to be. She was the boss of the event and someone walked up to her that hadn't seen her in about a year and they said, you know, you seem different. What's going on? She said, what? And the person said, you're acting different. You feel so calm and grounded. And she just smiled because the outside world was beginning to reflect the inside world that she was creating. Now she's moving to a new city. She's cultivating a new career and she's helping other people with the things that she learned. There was a second person that was doing work for a long time, was starting to feel these shifts, see these shifts in himself. And then he went to a home city where he grew up and he was living in his 20s. And he saw a friend that he hadn't seen for many years. And that friend said to him, whoa, bro, what happened? You're so patient and calm and grounded and confident. You seem different. And this was just a few weeks after he had told me that he was starting to feel different. I got an email from him last week that said, hey, you know, somebody around me was really struggling. And I use the tools that I learned to help that person. So the ripple started moving out from him to others. Another short example is that I had worked with someone for half a year and I got an email a couple of weeks ago that said, hey, my husband reminded me of how calm and grounded and decisive I am when we're working together. Can I come back? For my own story, I remember when I first started talking about the changes that I wanted to make and I started taking steps toward them. When I would talk about them, other people would give me those big eyes that are like, what, girl, that is too much. When I talked about having a podcast, writing a book, having my own program, doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching, leading retreats on my own, people would just look at me like, that is real different from what exists right now. You go ahead and try. Good luck. And I just held that belief inside myself. And that's the life that I am in now. And I will never forget when I had been doing a bunch of this work that I described in the beginning of this episode on myself. One day, my husband said to me, you know, I thought being with you before was awesome. But dang, it's even better now. Well, so good. You know, like, who cares what? the big world around you sees if the people that you love the most and care the most about say something like that. And my favorite story is this client of mine that I worked with for a year. We're going into our second full year of working together. She one day was telling me after we had been doing a bunch of work for a couple months, she was like, I am on fire right now. I feel like I'm flying. I feel like I have a magic wand and like I just am not reactive anymore. I can just stop myself and 
create the feelings that I want to have. I can stop my mind from rolling and spinning and blaming. And I could just be a rock for the people around me. And I can be so grounded. She had been working two jobs and she gave notice at one. She doubled down on her business. She started rocketing that thing. The outside world was really progressing toward what she wanted. But in order to do that, she had to do all that work on the inside. Because when you do things on the outside, eventually the inside has to match too, which is a beautiful thing about setting goals on the outside. You have to evolve on the inside in order to meet them. She was owning her feelings, owning her mind, owning her energy, owning her actions, taking responsibility for everything and feeling the freedom and the lightness that comes from that. And then the people around her started telling her, I will never forget when she came back from a trip with her family that had in the past been kind of incendiary, had been hard and frustrating and full of conflict. And she came back and she said, you know, the same situation happened, but I responded totally differently. And my dad told me, you're a rock for this family. Oh, I got the chills. She had talked about being a rock a month before, about feeling like that on the inside. Then her family saw her and said that, recognized the change. Her colleagues started talking about the change that they saw in her. And then the ripple extended outwards. With so many of the people that I work with, they start telling me about how they do the work on themselves, and then they start being able to help other people around them in the moments when people need them or ask them for help. It's like a ripple, doing the work to love yourself, inhabit yourself, be yourself. It's contagious. It's so good for the world. So my friends, whatever it is that you want to create or change in your life, it starts on the inside. You will feel the change there before anybody else can see anything that you're working on. It's not a reason that things aren't working when the outside world doesn't see it yet. It's actually a sign that it is working. The change you're making is starting to take hold and you can feel it inside first. So if you're doing some of this work and the world is still interacting with you, like you are you before you started doing the work, just know that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Keep on going. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you anyway, but I'm here to tell you that your work to feel better, to be more you, to love life more will have a ripple effect eventually. And I'm going to be here for it right here, cheering you on. So this week, my offering to you is just to notice what changes you've been making inside that the world can't see yet. Hold them like the precious little nuggets of secret sauce that they are. What? (laughs) Hold them for now. They're all yours to enjoy right now. You don't need anybody else to witness the changes you're making. To be more you, to be more present, to be more in your life, to contribute to the world in the way that you can. You don't need anybody else to see that for it to be real. Eventually they will. But right now, just love it for yourself. And if you haven't made any changes, just hold on to this idea, put it in your pocket, take it out the next time you need it. All right. And before I close out, I want to let you know that we have a new group coaching program where we take all these ideas and we apply them to our lives. We talk about them. 
I coach on them in a group setting where that community of people supports one another in the most awesome way. In a way that I could never do one-on-one because it's a group full of people that are just really amazing. And enrollment launches soon. So watch Instagram or my email list or just reach out to me to save your spot. We are going to bloom our minds and the rest follows from there. So that's what I've got for you today. And I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.